This is Indian Art History by Mash Podcast. I am your host Ayushi Chaudhary. I'm an archivist. I work with art collections in the day and at night I develop my own collage based art practice. And I along with Mash Podcast bring to you a brand new podcast about Indian art history. When we look at the world, what do we see? Imagine you are walking across the city observing society. You would be a flanner in French, a loafer in Assens, an idler and perhaps a wanderer, a passer-by to the people who you will pass by, and an essential gumakkar to the North Indian sentiments. So, if you are walking across the nooks and corners of the city, where all will your eyesight and feet take you? To the city's looming architecture, to the wires hanging low and dense in old parts. to its museums perhaps turning to its objects and paintings from the past or would you focus on the communication styles and patterns of its people wrapping your head around their symbols and icons and religions what would be your point of interest while taking the walk well there are so many ways of looking at the world there are so many objects that we come in contact with every day the furniture in your house your utensils your phones laptops chargers switchboards the list is simply endless and as a part of this evolving society we also keep on discarding objects uh, for example a wrist watch with dials is nearly redundant now a paperweight finds less use on the study table and perhaps more used coated with dust lying somewhere in the back of your drawers my parents and grandparents who are a perfect example of middle class indians have this habit of maintaining immaculate store rooms where they would keep old pieces of furniture carrom board clothes no one wears anymore tools rusty nails and what not my mother on the other hand had designated the insides of a divan to hone her hoarding tendencies a box full of silk threads greeting cards and letters from over the years fabrics and many more things of her liking in my opinion these objects are no less than the objects and ephemera archived by national institutions and museums we all preserve and conserve our personal objects and this practice advances to the objects of art being preserved as national heritage by institutions and museums in any part of the world art is never limited to just one thing instead it is both tangible and intangible and similarly in india a country where rituals and traditions are bound by both performative and physical elements along with its prolific modern and contemporary art scenes all that can be included in arts ambit is increasing by the day you can think of indian art as a wide wide umbrella that shelters a vast media of art there is architecture and sculptures paintings many kinds of crafts manuscripts textiles photographs installations and perhaps even memes and i am sure that there are many more in this 
and bet that I'm missing out. Over all these years of existing as humans in India, we have learned the value of collaboration and honed it to our benefit. With each other, we have collaborated, a very symbiotic means of working together that has given rise to not just new forms of art, but also has preserved old ones. I mean, great things happen when people collaborate. And if today Indian art has had this immaculate journey, which reflects in every Indian household, then it is because of the several communities that have actively collaborated and participated throughout the history of time with each other and within the extremes of Indian subcontinent, where each religion and each community has offered a lot to all of us. I will mostly be talking about art from the Indian subcontinent from its various time periods. When I say Indian subcontinent, I mean to include the people and art of countries that share borders with India as well. Because regardless of our political and religious identities, all of us are culturally tied together. And these collaborations between diverse cultures have resulted in some exquisite remnants of cultural transfusions. Some have survived through practice, while some have survived in structure. For example, uh, you must have seen so many Hindu and Jain temples with multifolial arches, either at the entrance of the table or arching just above the main idol of the deity. Now, the multifolial arches are those geometrically symmetrical arches that look like the opening petals of a flower. Now, these arches are a feature of Islamic architecture, which was popularized by Mughal ruler Shah Jahan. You will find them in Jama Masjid in Delhi and in many Havelis in Rajasthan as well. In fact, all you need to do is take a walk in the historic parts of your city and find these arches just about perhaps everywhere. The use of Islamic architecture in Hindu temples for me is an act of solidarity. You know, a kind of aesthetic kinship, uh, if you might say, that has existed since a very long time. But the sad part is, that with the current political scenarios, everyone is just ready to forget about it. During the 18th century, art began to be recognized through the artist. But before that, mostly all forms of Indian art had anonymous artists. The modern and contemporary styles of art enjoy the name and branding associated with the artist as well. Yet we cannot completely remove it from the community, its history, its changing political and cultural ideologies. There is no one way to look at art, but perhaps in order to, say, start a conversation with Indian art, we can start by asking some essential questions. Questions about its origin, its influences, and also questions like, did a particular art form serve any purpose at any given point of time? We basically need to ask, what is the story behind it? However, it should be our endeavor to refrain from making judgments about a time and culture that existed long ago. This can result in knowledge that perhaps was not the way the artist intended it to be. We have to ask questions about its patrons. We have to ask questions about the effect the community has had over the artist's practice. We have to ask how an art form changed from one particular time period to another. 
starting from the prehistoric cave art to Indus Valley civilization to Vedic times to Buddhist art to the medieval Islamic and Rajput art to the advent of modernism and postmodernism, we have now reached to the contemporary art scene in India. In each episode of this podcast, we will be exploring art forms from different time periods. Art and architecture undoubtedly depends a lot on the religious, political and cultural developments that take place in a certain time frame. What we study as art history today was once a way of living life a long time ago. The artifacts we use in the present day and will leave behind will become objects for the museums of the future. Our next episode unravels the mystery of the life of the prehistoric folk. Why would a pack of earliest hunters and gatherers start making art all of a sudden? Was it a bored woman who picked up some poker and started painting her whims and fancies which reveal deep secrets of early human cognition? Can these prehistoric symbols of art be related to the first ever human cult? Stay tuned with us while we visit the mysterious and magical rituals of prehistoric cave art of India in our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.